It's Bill, the big podcast. I'm your host, David Hooper. This is the marketing podcast for podcasters. So if you've got a podcast and you want to have more listeners, you want to have a better podcast that would attract more listeners and be the cause of those more listeners, you want to make more money from those listeners, this is the podcast for you. You can subscribe at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Made it easy for you. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I have been testing the new release of Audacity 3.0. It's not out yet, but there is a release candidate. It's an alpha version. It's got some bugs. If you're hearing this, I have successfully recorded and edited it in Audacity 3.0. I actually found a bug. I didn't know if it was me or them. And I went to the guys that were doing Audacity, the programmers, and I said, hey, I got this thing, man. Could be a bug. The previous version wasn't acting like this. Maybe it's me. Let me know. And they said, yeah, it is a bug. Thanks for letting us know. It's fixed now. It's coming out in a couple weeks. Be watching for it. I will let you know here. I love Audacity. A lot of people make fun of it, but I've been using it probably since 2001, 2002, very early on in Audacity's life. I think it was publicly released in 2000. It started in 1999 as a project just with a couple of students. But I've been using it a long time since before podcasting for me. And I think it's great. I think it's super empowering to be able to have a free software that's so powerful that anybody can download. It's cross-platform. And it can make anybody sound great if you know what to say, if you've got a good mic, and if you're willing to do the work. So check it out, Audacity 3.0. It is a big upgrade, and I will have more information on that coming soon. This episode, I'm talking about junk guests and working with publicists that try to shovel these junk guests on you. It will happen to you probably sooner than later. You'll have somebody come out of the woodwork. Hey, I love your podcast. It was great and try to shovel all sorts of people onto you. Because these publicists, they work for the people that they're booking. The agents, they work for the people that they are booking. They want to keep those people happy. Your podcast may be the low-hanging fruit. Unfortunately, a lot of podcasts are. This is something that I tell people not to do. Don't take any person that comes to you. But a lot of people do, because they don't have those skills. They're not able to do a solo episode. Well, I need to do an episode this week. I don't have a guest. What am I going to do? I'll just take this guy that somebody came to me that I don't know who she is. She says he's good. Well, this is the story of somebody coming to shovel somebody on me, how I handled it. This was not something I was going to release here because, you know, I don't want to talk bad about people, man. I don't want to do it. Regardless, let's get to it. This is my story about junk guests and working with a publicist who was relentless and trying to shovel one of these junk guests on me. It's a common problem when you have a successful podcast or radio show, or you've got a lot of influence over a community. People will come to you, and they'll try to do two things. One, they will try to make themselves look bigger than they are to get your attention. But the second thing is that they will try to use your platform to make themselves look bigger than they are to the world. Everybody wants a boost from being on your podcast. That is why they are coming to you and asking to be on your podcast. But as they say in Texas, some of these guys, they're all hat, no cattle. And I'm going to give you an example. I had a publicist email me 
the client. He's had a lot of press. He's in something they call top 40 under 40. You might've seen the top 30 under 30. They do it in all sorts of industries. The top 30 under 30 in finance, the top 30 under 30 in Nashville, the top 40 under 40 in music. It was called a power players list, whatever that is. You might've seen something similar like the best of in whatever your city is, the best of Nashville, the best of Memphis, the best of New York. And what they will do is they will have different restaurants or dentists or LASIK surgeons or chiropractors say, hey, vote for us in the best of blank. And it's a great opportunity to increase circulation. It's a great opportunity in those issues to get advertising from these different businesses. So I take all these things with a grain of salt, the top 40, under 40, the power players list. But this guy, he's had some general success. He was the first brand to win a Grammy. (laughs) Whatever that is. There were lots of associated companies that I've heard of, but everybody has that. If I were to tell you the people that I've worked with and mention some of the people that have hired me, you'd say, oh yeah, I know those guys. Everybody's got that. That's why you go to a public speaker page when those guys want to be on your podcast. They are great at marketing. And they will say, has worked with Coca-Cola and 3M and Microsoft. Yeah, everybody has. With that said, when this guy came to me, or his publicist did, I thought maybe there's something there. Maybe not, but maybe. I asked for related interviews so I can hear what he's talking about. And here's what she sends me back. Some big wig thing he was supposedly part of, think South by Southwest, but says that she can't get it. So instead, she sends me a boomy YouTube video with a local guy that will talk to anybody. I ask her for ideas for the episode. Here's what she said. Great, thanks. He's pretty open to ideas, but I could see something working on the licensing front or brands connecting in the right way with artists. A recent campaign that might be of interest is his work with blank, blank, I'm not going to mention the name of the company, and it's blank program, which was a marketing campaign. Think of I'm loving it by McDonald's or just do it by Nike, but not that big. It started as a license for a global TV spot for, in the name of the company again, also used in the Super Bowl, which I guess is an ad. She didn't mention it. It was an ad. And grew into broader partnerships with a publishing company and another publishing company, creating songs at blank for a music library. A music library is basically a catalog, something that gets licensed. If you think about flying on a long flight, any of the big airlines... They would give you headphones that you plugged into your seat and there would be a radio station, maybe a country station, maybe a pop station, maybe an urban station. That's the kind of music licensing he was talking about. He can also talk general biz news that may come up. So with that said, I just explained it to you, but I've really got no idea what she's talking about when it comes to this episode. I tell her to send me the South by Southwest video, the equivalent of it, when she gets it. And I also tell her that we need something more than just general commentary. We can get general commentary from anybody. I could do general commentary. My producer could do general commentary. We could take a guy off the street and get general commentary. She comes back with this. She mentioned she can get somebody from the company 
that license the music, like the creative director. Again, I want you to think about Nike. Now I'm interested because that's a huge campaign and I want to know the behind the scenes of it. So I said, great, let's do it. And she comes back and she says, she can't. This is the issue. This is why I'm telling you this story. Somebody wants to get on your show and they've got a big name, Coca-Cola, 3M, Microsoft. But that specific person isn't that good or they're not even connected to why the brand is successful. An example, this is something you've probably run into. Somebody who used to work for Google. Somebody who used to work for Amazon. How many people work for Google? How many people work for Amazon? A lot of people. Something related to this, and this also happened in this instance, somebody who does a lot of panels. Oh, I spoke at Podcast Movement. I spoke at South by Southwest, or I spoke at this, or I spoke at that. Who cares? Panelist slots are a dime a dozen. I used to run a big conference. In fact, it was the second largest music conference in the country. The only thing bigger was South by Southwest. We had a lot of panelist spots. Almost as any employee spots for Amazon. (laughs) That's what it felt like. My point is, it's easy to be a panelist at conferences. What you want is somebody who's actually in the trenches, not a guy on the sidelines who's trying to boost himself via media. Again, that's why these people email you. They're boosting themselves up, getting you in. They want to be on your podcast to boost their credibility or perceived credibility, much like they're doing on these panels. So what do you do? Get somebody who is actually connected to the project and has a story. There is a genre in the music industry. We've had, I don't know, three or four of these folks come by and approach us. And they are women who have dated famous rock stars. One of them dated one of the guys from the Beatles. One of them was a groupie, which you would call a groupie, and a pretty well-known one. But she had slept with a lot of rock stars, and that was her story. You know, I don't know. Is it a story there? Uh, Maybe. I mean, maybe you could work something out where you're talking about the culture or you're talking about the sexual revolution or women's empowerment or what your life has been since, you know, what you thought it was going to be, what it was, and what your life has been like since. But to have somebody who is not really standing on their own with what they're doing, but coming to you just because they're attached or were somehow in the room as a famous person, that's not significant enough for me to book them. You want somebody who has actually written a book, not just been part of the book process, unless it's a major part of the book process. You want somebody who actually wrote the songs, spoke the speech, did the performance. Publicist And if you remember, that's how this story starts. I got an email from a publicist. They are being paid to get bookings. They work for the client that they are trying to book, but they also work for you. You're not paying them though. The guy they're trying to book is the guy paying them. So do not let them get away with sending a junk client your way. You don't ever need to feel bad about turning down a publicist You don't ever need to feel bad about turning down a guest. And I'll go one further with that and say that if a publicist hooks you up on a really great interview, sometimes they'll do what they call a ride along. They'll say, I've got this big artist or this big celebrity. And 
if you book this D-lister or this guy who's on the come up, I'll let you have this big celebrity. You know, maybe that's worth it. Maybe there's a story in there for the lower guy. I don't know. But don't take publicist junk. When you start lowering your standards, that's what's going out into the public and that's how you get judged. Always keep your audience in mind and also think about just the limited time and energy that you have to book guests and edit shows and publicize your own podcast. There are exceptions to the rule. There are reasons why you would want to bring in a D-lister. But if the guy can't stand on his own and the episode isn't going to be good, it's not worth it. So consider that when you're booking your next guest via a publicist or not via a publicist. Don't lower your standards because it's tough to turn somebody down because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. That's the story. You probably experienced something like it. I can't blame somebody for trying to do their job, but that is not an excuse for you not to do your job. Make sure that you have high standards for the guests that you bring on your podcast, not only in the content that that guest is going to deliver, but also in the audio quality that that guest brings to the table. I don't care who they are. If they're coming in with earbuds or the Blue Yeti on the other side of the room and it sounds like they're in a cave. And if they're telling you, oh, I've always used my computer mic, never had any complaints, I've done 100 podcasts this way. Well, they don't have to do yours. If they don't sound good, don't let them on. They need to sound respectable. If you want more from me, I'm at bigpodcast.com. This podcast specifically at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got several marketing podcasts, many of them for podcasters. And they are there for free for you. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Whether you've got an Android, an iPhone, you want an old-fashioned RSS feed, I've got you covered. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. I'll see you soon.